0: What's going on? Bass Brooksy here. We're starting out with our first episode of the podcast. We're talking about drug education and just some things that um, people get mixed up with drugs, typical myths, things that aren't myths. I'll be diving into it with my love, my girlfriend, if you'd like to introduce yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Alex. Nice to meet y'all.
0: So, I'm going to start off basically saying that um, I don't do drugs heavily, but I am an avid marijuana user and drink on occasion. And
1: I don't do drugs at all. I used to smoke weed. I don't know more, and I am an occasional drinker, but not as of late.
0: So the first thing i wanted to break into basically was just um defining what addiction is so if you want to look up addiction and read it to them real quick mm-hmm. yeah because i think everyone hears the word addiction and it sticks out to them and they're like oh i know what it means But give you the actual literal sense of it so addiction is the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance, thing, or activity. Uh, the <laughs> the description, he committed the theft to finance his drug addiction. <laughs> so, obviously, addiction has a negative connotation, which is basically saying that you have to do this thing to get, like, what you want out of it like it's a a must
1: a certain feeling
0: it's a must it's not like something like a habit whereas you wake up in the morning and go to the bathroom that's a habit you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily want to do that thing you don't necessarily have to do that thing but this is something that you're used to doing Mm -hmm. so the addiction it could be both of those things it could be a habit where it's like i'm used to doing this i need to do this used to doing this I need to do this or it could just be I just really want and need to do this thing
1: And I think with addiction I feel it's people more mentally like mm-hmm. it gives them a certain feeling while they're on drugs right or with whatever they're addicted to right so they feel the need to feel it all the time so I feel like that's where it comes in or say they must do it yeah since they're so used to it and they like how they feel they're going to constantly want to continue feeling that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where addiction gets that negative.
0: That's just differently where it starts from and what we start building to seeing the why. So when we're looking at addiction, you can say, yes, I'm addicted to this. Or no, I'm not addicted to this but hardly anyone ever really understands the why. Why are people addicted? Why are people doing these things? Why are people driving um, themselves to do different types of drugs, or looking for a bigger, better outlet? And um, you have anything on why?
1: i think it's just i think it just goes back to them wanting to feel a certain way or people who have been through some kind of trauma Mm. they use the drug as an escape or Mm. as a way to not quote-unquote feel anything anymore except for what the drug is making them feel
0: yeah a lot of the why usually tends to be a mental mental thing with the person um can be boiled down to mental health it could just be boiled down to just uh, a bit of unhappiness Mm, trauma or traumas um anything that you know has them in a down feeling to make them want to pick themselves back up again yeah and so you start this vicious cycle of i feel bad i feel bad i feel bad and now you're like well, this makes me feel better. This makes me feel better. This makes me feel better. And you're stuck without really solving the issue. And mm-hmm. I think that's when it, it becomes the issues like apparent. Because you're trying to fix one thing with the other without actually sitting by and talking.
1: Without actually fixing the problem. Mm-hmm.
0: The underlining problem. Yeah,
1: you're kind of just coding it. You know, you just keep adding layers and layers instead of actually dealing with what the problem is.
0: And the problem itself might be something that would be able to be solved without drugs or without any other type of addiction. Because, again, we're talking about drugs here, but addictions, you could have addictions to watching TV. Gambling. can have addictions to gambling. can have addictions to gaming. And honestly, a lot of those things, like, they just, they don't, Hurt as much they can still cause a lot of damage mm-hmm. and um you know you can have adverse things going on but not as much as drugs yeah at least it it seems so the drugs themselves in the place of the addiction are there as a crutch for the most part And then that's when we start talking about, well, what are drugs? What do they do? Type deal, right?
1: There's all kinds of drugs. There's
0: all kinds of drugs. There's pharmaceuticals.
1: Recreational.
0: Recreational. There's four main groups. Stimulants, depressants, opium-related painkillers, and hallucinogens most people know that stimulants are like cocaine Mm -hmm. caffeine (laughs) heroin depressants like alcohol uh opium painkillers or no yeah heroin would actually be an opium Mm -hmm. painkiller um got your Xanax and things like that nature my
1: (laughs) Wilbutrin yeah
0: and then your hallucinogens like LSD and shrooms and weed on occasion, psychedelics things like that Mm -hmm. nature Um, but drugs in general the definition so medicine or other substance which has a physiological effect when ingested or otherwise introduced to the body Um, drugs on their own usually don't come with a lot of things intact with them. Um, We won't say that for, like, cigarettes because, you know, they put, like, nicotine and tobacco in it together and then those kinds of things go into your body.
1: Become addicting.
0: But, like, yeah, there are addictive qualities about nicotine. Um, Not all drugs have addictive qualities some drugs you just addicted to because you continue using it other drugs you may have different addictive qualities going on in there like cigarettes
1: so the long time question that i always hear is is marijuana addicting do you think it is an addiction to have to smoke every day or do you think it is a habit or do you think it's something more mental or physical or a little bit of both.
0: So it really just depends on the person because marijuana does not have an, an additive, like, substance to you to get addicted to. Mm-hmm. But it can become an addiction if you're letting it, you know, run over everything else. Like, mm-hmm. if it's a precursor to you, like... Saying, I need it, I need it, I need it, and I'll ruin everything else in my life mm-hmm. to get it. And that's an addiction. Um, everyday use could just be a habit for some people. It is just a habit. For some people, it's a coping mechanism for other things. Um, but not necessarily an addiction. Usually when you're looking at addictions, you know, you'll see people out in the street need to get changed so i can get this Mm -hmm. i need to uh, pawn this off so i can get this i need to steal this from my family so i can get this and you know addictions become apparent um i mean you can have an addiction to weed even not even that serious where you're just smoking it every day and you have no idea why (laughs) but do you think at that point it would
1: be considered a habit um if you're not getting any type of you know use out of it yeah if
0: you're getting no type of use out of it it's probably just a habit you're just doing it out of habit because that's what you usually do the past time
1: and then how about people who use it as medicinal do you think it actually works for them as medicinal or do you think it's again something mental that they want it to work
0: oh it definitely works medicinal um Most all drugs work medicinal. It just depends on how you use it, which we will get to a little bit later. Um, But, I, yeah, I think that's one of the ones that it definitely helps people more than it hurts people. I know for me, for me, um, the reason I even started smoking was because I had sleeping problems. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to sleep. I had insomnia. I'd stay up all night to 3 or 4 in the morning just staring at a wall <laughs> because I couldn't sleep. No, um, pills didn't really work. Uh, medicine didn't really work. it to be like, oh, just take a shot of NyQuil, you'll fall asleep. Like no.
1: Just a whole bunch of chemicals you don't need. Uh,
0: right. And uh, my friend was actually the first one Put me on it, and at first, it wasn't actually just for sleep, it was just because he was leaving uh, to the military. He wanted me to smoke with him before he left because he was planning on going on tours in Iraq, mm-hmm. which he did do and came back from, thankfully. Except maybe not so thankful because now he has a messed up back, but
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, and then it turned into. Well, I just like doing this every once in a while Because it's a fun feeling And then it was like wow This actually when I smoke it Closer to going to sleep I can fall asleep this way And I just slowly started easing it in Like to my life Like my everyday life To just relax And
1: Get some good rest Get
0: some rest yeah Get some sleep Some sleep that I wasn't getting at all
1: and now, do you consider marijuana a gateway drug? No. <laughs> so I, a lot of a lot of people would say that um, marijuana is a gateway drug because people say, well, you know, I tried marijuana. How about I try right. whatever drug? Because I didn't get addicted to marijuana, so maybe I won't get addicted to, let's say, oh. cocaine or heroin or whatever. Do you think at that point it becomes a gateway drug? If people start thinking, like, well, you know, I didn't I, I do so bad I on me. I don't the... think
0: the gateway drug term is a is a real term or a term mm-hmm. that we should be using, especially nowadays with all the information that we have. And you can look up all this information. Like, you can look up the numbers. If you feel like we're saying something that doesn't fit, you can look for yourselves. But, I mean again for me well marijuana wasn't my first drug my first drug was alcohol Alcohol's a drug mm-hmm. alcohol is one of the biggest drugs that's probably the one that that's most people start off legal. with. <laughs> well that's very legal yeah exactly and that's probably the first one that st- everyone starts out with so honestly if anything alcohol would be the gateway drug
1: i, I agree because that one has a different um what's what I, how do i want to word this so it it kind of um it changes the way you you feel like right. mentally and physically you know once you're on alcohol you kind of lose that willingness or how do i want to say this like not that you lose control but you kind of stop caring
0: yeah well alcohol makes you a lot more social and more like open
1: there you to- go yeah so once you're on you know you're drinking yeah. alcohol and you gotten that first stage over that sleepy stage and then you get to that wide awake and fun stage and then you get to that what happened (laughs) i think once you get between those two stages that's when you kind of lose kind of control of saying yes or no and you're just kind of like you know whatever let's let's, whatever you want to do let's do
0: yeah see my quote-unquote expertise only lands in these two so i can't tell you for anybody else but i think like honestly any other drug that you would have done could have been your gateway drug would have been your opener if you did cocaine first and now uh, you have cocaine you said oh cocaine's not that bad but if i try heroin next or let me try lsd next or whatever have you um but i don't think like one or the other would make you feel like oh i took this one this one's not so bad i mean, I mean some people may have that mindset because can't we don't all think the same mm-hmm. so maybe that's how it goes but
1: well if someone had my mindset my mindset was like, okay, well, if I do good on weed, you know, I don't have any bad trips or whatever, then I'm pretty good at
0: handling, handling any
1: else. other drug, but I did the weed. I did not do well, <laughs> <laughs> so I did not want to try anything else because, right. you know, weed is like level one. I feel like cocaine is like level 17, so... <laughs>
0: they're actually pretty even um i think james would say <laughs> <laughs> as, he, as he was one to try the other um and that but um it all boils down to what they do um all drugs are meant to either change and stimulate or stimulate different um Signals in your brain, uh, different chemicals inside your body that you already have. Yeah. So that's most drugs. They're only just stimulating things in your body that you already have, which means they're either taking away from or adding more than what you usually would have, which would that gives you the high euphoria mm-hmm. feeling that it does, uh, which you find later on. <laughs> is there's Upsides and downsides to that, right? You mm-hmm. ride out the high, you start losing the high, and then people struggle with trying to get the high back, and then that's either when, you know, for most drugs it's burnout, so just you can't get it anymore, and you're just kinda like, mm-hmm. kind of like, kind of like a zombie. And then there, yeah. And then there's um, well, you know, for alcohol. Hangovers.
1: Oh, that's the worst. I think that's what got me to stop drinking.
0: And there's smoking hangovers too. I would say if you smoke too much, because both things would leave you like really dehydrated. Just the real reason why you get hangovers, not so much the amount, but just you never replenished your body. With that moisture that the smoke is taking away, or mm-hmm. that the alcohol is taking away.
1: I think the worst like dehydration I felt was from my cesarean where they like packed all those medicines on oh, yeah. me my mouth has never felt so dry like it was the worst <laughs> like, give, I- me,
0: give me a cup of water
1: I thought I couldn't like breathe because of how dry my mouth was
0: um but we all know like <laughs> people that use and we all know that there's different types um But I don't think we all really understand the results or like the lies behind this information that's been put out because I remember back in school we had beer and they said like you know drugs all drugs are bad and you shouldn't smoke marijuana and it's a gateway drug and all this. I signed the (laughs) paper. Yeah, we all all were good little kids back then talking about saying no to drugs and stuff.
1: I think it's the way they presented it. Right. That kind of, you know, made you excited to not do drugs.
0: Yeah. It's like propaganda at its finest, but for kids. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But it's damaging because eventually you become an adult and now you literally like you're either tossed into it mm-hmm. because a friend brings you in and you don't know any better or you haven't looked it up because most pressure. who's looked it up honestly right who, who looked it up beforehand but I mean there's a lot of information out there that you can look it up beforehand and see like you know if you do smoke weed or uh, use um Psychedelic drugs that it enhances life quality for some users. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a bigger sense of euphoria or like belonging to the earth. Mm-hmm. They feel one with. The universe. <laughs> um, some people go on journeys and find their life purpose. But these are rarely things that are ever talked about because, you know, you put the number one banhammer on drugs and you're just like, drugs are just bad.
1: Yeah. Well, see, personally, I'm that type of person that before I take a drug, I like to research it. So even before I smoked weed, I looked up a lot of like pros and cons and how some people felt and, you know, different experiences. So, you know, if you really want to know how you're going to react, you obviously have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But with pharmaceutical medications, for example, antidepressants, I really did a lot of research on that because that's a chemical. Mm -hmm. I felt like that was going to have a different type of feeling. Mm -hmm. And one of the anxieties that I had was I tripped out on literally a painkiller. Because it was too strong. Too strong, yeah. So, I and I only took half of the painkiller, but my whole body just felt like it was melting. And I didn't like that sensation. And since I didn't do any research prior to that, I didn't know what I was going to expect. So, the whole right. research thing is kind of like what to expect mm-hmm. or what um, side effects right. I can get.
0: Because no matter what, like you can get told things a certain Mm -hmm. number of times but until you actually experience them yourselves you're not really gonna get the whole situation you're not gonna have that feeling like you won't know the feeling Mm -hmm. and that's Um, why
1: I wanted to smoke weed because I wanted to know what it felt like
0: but you said something in there that uh, makes a lot of sense with the the usage, the drug dose itself was too high a dose. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and it was only half the pill. What's
0: funny about that is that we get all these prescription drugs, right? Um, they're prescribed to your doctor, or you know, you get some over the counter ones from the store. But all of those drugs have facts. All of those drugs have description of how much you're getting. Mm -hmm. Why is that?
1: Because I feel like with any type of drug, it's all in moderation. You know, the body can only withstand so much chemical, I guess you could say, before it has a weird reaction to it. That's what I'm assuming.
0: I came to the same conclusion, and I think that's the main... I think detractor from it all is that we want to put a ban because, well, because of misinformation and miseducation, there's a ban on drugs that, you know, we've cast aside and said you guys shouldn't be having these drugs because of XYZ. But in reality, drugs XYZ are only bad because they get out to the public. Street dealers cut them up all kinds of way. put different kinds of chemicals in them. Um, a lot of people don't know the dosage that they're taking.
1: That's mm-hmm. me with weed.
0: So, if you're on LSD for the first time, you don't know how much LSD you're taking or what's or too any much of those for your body. Less, too much? Same with weed, same with anything. So, yeah. it kind of comes down to well, moderation, but also like. These are things that in society, if we're going to push to the next level and actually make some changes that we need to look into and say, hey, like, I know that this drug is illegal or what have you, or maybe it needs to start becoming legal with limits, like we do regular prescription drugs, where we're putting on, Mm -hmm. oh, this is the dose for this, or this is what most people can handle, because there's studies out there that show different types of drugs. Like they've shown studies with LSD that LSD is actually one of those drugs that can have positive influences. With they, moderation. With moderation. That marijuana can have positive influences with moderation. Even heroin and cocaine. Matter of fact, there was a documentary on um, crystal meth users. Uh, some crystal meth users use it just like coffee. It's like a shot of coffee and take it and go to work that's it um,
1: i can't even drink coffee right coffee makes me all weird
0: people can't take meth <laughs> some people go all cracked out on meth some people use meth every day um and live normal lives right you wouldn't even know it some people are straight up addicted and uh i would say meth is probably more uh, on the addicted side Things, but again everything in moderation if some people are making it work then it, there has to be something in that to make you see like maybe they're not addicted or maybe you know the amount that they take
1: is reasonable like is it's reasonable. working with them right That's crazy to think that
0: <laughs> Yeah but I mean is it though because prescription drugs are the exact same way? Cause if you take too high of a dose of a prescription drug you're gonna be feeling all kinds of mm-hmm. weird and funny if you take too little of it you're not gonna be feeling anything at all yeah um, and the dangers really comes from not knowing that and not knowing side effects of certain drugs or knowing that some drugs come with side effects mm-hmm. and that they're still pushing it towards you type deal.
1: yeah when i was pregnant they wanted to prescribe me um a certain antidepressant i forgot which one it was but i read the side effects because of course you know me and my research and it was maybe like three pages long of how it can harm me and how it can harm the baby and the um long-term you know effects that it has on the baby And I said no, but then I did my own research on other antidepressants. And the one that I was on before I got pregnant, that one had like maybe two cases where the baby had like feeding problems, but within a week it went away and they were like perfectly normal and they had no cases of seizures. Um, One baby had a seizure, but they didn't know if it was because of the baby himself or because of the medication so there was no type of study showed that the medication caused the seizure you know so i rather take that chance where it was one out of 500 babies instead of 485 babies out of 500 <laughs> right
0: so Yeah, got a lot going on with just Even prescription drugs may not even be the best thing for you. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, a lot of these prescription drugs cause liver damage, kidney problems, um, intestinal issues. There's this one drug that's a liquid form that can cause a lot of damage to your esophagus. Like, why would Mm -hmm. I even take it then? Right. What is it helping? It's just damaging me.
0: And even those drugs become addictive Mm -hmm. after some time. Nasal
1: spray. It has no addictive qualities. But it's Once the you start using <laughs> it. But it's the fact that you think you need it to breathe. Mm-hmm. That's what becomes addictive. Like it's just saline. Well
0: that goes into <laughs> into the problems of uh, of addiction and um the main thing just be is is mental. It's mental. You um have to find what exactly is the problem. Mm-hmm and you gotta find out how you're gonna solve said problem because using the drugs can be one part of it but if you're not dealing with the whole entire issue then you're gonna be left in that circle of Mm -hmm. addiction continuing on with your problems um, without getting uh, any real resolution Mm -hmm. and you're kinda just stuck and that's where most people fall in the addiction uh, category they're just stuck or they're then they start spending too much and you know you see the terrible sides of it it's like worst case scenario leading to death type deal but you know this this all things and steps to lead you down that road and it starts with not knowing yourself and not knowing where your problems lie and not having a solution so yeah you're kind of just numbing everything away
1: i think that's the number one addiction is like i said how it makes you feel right so some people don't want to feel at all so that's where the numbing comes in and there, there's some people who need to feel something um you know for in order to feel like they're alive or like like they mean something i think at the end of the day it's a lot of psychological and then there's, for example, cocaine, I consider it a party drug. A lot of people who hardcore party do the cocaine. And I think they use that as an excuse to keep going or to keep up with that party life. And I think that's just another addiction. I think partying is an addiction. When I was younger, I had to go out every weekend.
0: Yeah. It wasn't a habit. It's I yeah. felt like
1: I had to go out. And... It's, it's all mental you gotta show yourself yeah. you
0: gotta be active with your friends mm-hmm. friends don't look at you the same they start not inviting you the things because you start turning them down I think
1: that's the worst like when they don't invite you and you feel some type of way like why am I not being invited because right. I said no once like
0: exactly
1: you don't want to yeah, disappoint people
0: definitely be an addiction for sure <laughs> it goes with the drugs and it might not be the drugs it may be just
1: the attention. To,
0: to the attention mm-hmm. and the partying and all that.
1: Just being in that environment, you know, like not missing out in whatever activities is happening and interactions and, well, what if I miss out on like a cool night or, you know. Right.
0: So, with all that said, do you think drug education is important and it needs to be changed?
1: I think the way they come about it, like in the school system, is really wrong because it comes off, like you said, like propaganda. Um, I feel maybe not talk about it as a young kid because, I mean, I didn't know about drugs in fifth grade. Right. Until there.
0: Everything in life is brought to us. Knowledge passed down. Yeah. We don't pick up nasty habits unless they are brought to our eyes or our attention. We wouldn't know what certain things are.
1: I think in high school, like, you know, there's a, there should be a different way to come about it instead of telling people not to do something. Because I think when you start telling people not to do something, it encourages them to do it.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the whole truth. Think, yeah. I think
1: schools should be more open to, you know, their students about drug usage. Because, mm. I mean, marijuana is going to be, like, the number one high school drug. Like, to me. You know what I mean?
0: If not cigarettes.
1: If not cigarettes. I I haven't really... vaped. Well, maybe now vaping. A lot of of vaping. Yeah, but I think they should be more open about talking about, like, the pros and cons and...
0: And you never want to talk kids into doing... Yeah. Specific things, but you do want to make sure that they understand...
1: They're educated on the drug. You know what I mean? If you're going to
0: have, like, sex education and do all that, then you need to at least do the same with drug education yeah i would think and that now we live in a society that's more open to having such conversations that we should be having the right kinds of conversations and not like you said not necessarily saying no but saying these are the things that could happen these are the possibilities um stresses that you can put on your life you know as kids drugs hinder your growth that's the main thing it's like you Mm -hmm. hinder yourself by using them sometimes they're not meant for everybody i also
1: feel like now because marijuana is becoming more legal Mm -hmm. you know i think like i said being educated on the pros and cons of it would be a lot helpful like you can educate a student and tell them you don't need to do drugs to think you need to fit in or because you need to do this you know you can remind them that this is also used for medical reasons you know
0: and some kids may need to know that you know certain things can be used for medical reasons and not have to feel like they're on their own or whatever and you know or at least give them sources and outlets and say hey there's like legal ways of going and doing this Um, you know remind them that not everything off the street is safe
1: exactly cause I remember I had a brownie for the first time in high school and that sucker was laced yeah. Worst trip of my life and I think that's what scared me. You don't, off of doing drugs.
0: You don't want any of those things happening to you or happening to your kids. Um this topic was actually brought up because a coworker of mine was scared to death about the quarantine right now and he was just like, you know, I got a teenage daughter and like um talking about like drug usage and like worrying about her using drugs. hmm and I kind of just looked at them and I'm like, "Why, why are you worried about her using them? So it's like the paranoia, and it's like the paranoia from her getting the drugs or using her the drugs. Using drugs. It's like using drugs, and I'm like, okay, that's fair, because there are some drugs that are like that. But again, this is like misconceptions even to today's standards. Like, not all drugs are gonna make you have some sort of paranoia in it, and it doesn't. Some for like I said the, to first different people, um one person may wig out the other person might not i wig and, it, and it might just be a difference in the dosage versus a difference yeah. in just the drugs itself.
1: I think the big trip that I had was just
0: it was too much the amount Ooh. i did I
1: did a whole brownie and then we smoked out of a bong, and then we had joints and then i think we smoked out of a water bottle i don't know it was oh, yeah. it was a crazy uh, that, day that's
0: too much that's too much it, it get, was just too much at once burnt out real cool.
1: i think i was okay with just half of the brownie but i ate the whole thing and then we tried a new weed that my friend had got so i was it, it was no it was not good <laughs> not a good experience i was probably high for two days
0: and that's a big difference right there because like you have you, who had that horrible trip. Mm-hmm. Stopped completely.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you.
0: And I had a horrible trip one time to the point where I thought I was probably going to have a seizure. I'm just stuck in place. <laughs> and my body is like, it felt like electricity just mm-hmm. like going through me. And I was like, I'm not like feeling like i'm hurting or anything but i feel like all of this energy inside me but i can't move
1: yeah no i couldn't (laughs) move
0: stuck in place and i was just like man yeah my muscles were twitching surging yeah surging
1: that's weird but hey i remember me from doing it
0: i remember in the moment i hated it i was like no
1: this ain't Mm. cool
0: (laughs) and i think about it now and i'm just like well I'm going to search for that high again, but maybe a little bit underneath. <laughs> maybe a little underneath less. Underneath that one. Because I know it ain't going to kill me. It's actually not going to kill me. There's a lot of things that will, but that's not one. But yeah, to close out. Do you have any last words for the listeners out there?
1: I think that if... You want to try a drug, do your research, look up different experiences, just so you kind of have an expectation and it doesn't hit you sideways. Like I wish I would have done a little more research on eating a brownie, because I thought it was going to be the same high as smoking, which it's not. They're two completely different things. One is Mm -hmm. a body high, and one is just a mental high.
0: Depends on the strands
1: see like that. I don't know. I didn't know about strands. I thought all weeds were one. <laughs> so do some research. Kinda have an expectation of what can go bad and what can go good to go in it positively, you know?
0: Oh yeah, that's the number positive one. mind. If you're gonna go into anything do it in a positive mind state. Otherwise one hundred percent of the time you'll have a bad trip. Yeah.
1: I don't I don't agree with, you know, hardcore drugs like Cocaine, um, heroin, all those horrible drugs. But if you are going to try them, you know, make sure it is in a safe environment. You don't want to be, you know, the hobo or something,
0: right? Or and someone and who is Billy, a really bad Billy addicted. from down the block to sell you
1: it. Yeah, no. So also have a friend with you who's gonna watch you. <laughs> yeah. You know, but. At the end of the day, the only way you'll know how something feels is until you do it. It's the same thing with alcohol. You don't don't know what kind of drunk you are until you get drunk. Right. But as long as everything is done safely, in moderation, for a good reasoning, maybe before you even do hardcore drugs because of the way you're feeling, you know, try some therapy. (laughs) Yes, I don't those are
0: my views for me i think drugs can be uh therapeutic if used in the right way certain drugs always use moderation no well not certain i would say all drugs all drugs within moderation of use um because like i said it all just depends on how you use it certain drugs may be more hardcore yeah they may have more um side effects to them Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but that also goes with the dosage that you use and the length of you using those drugs yeah um, you have to watch out for addiction you have to watch out for things that are becoming habits that are happening way too often or cutting into you know your priorities in life your
1: life oh.
0: um, as long as you, you know your life and your responsibilities are in order drugs on their own you're usually fine uh my policy is if I don't see where it came from or I I don't trust what came where from it's coming. I, I don't use it. Yeah. So if it if it was weed and it was already rolled up, I'm not smoking it usually. Um if it was weed and I like can see it or see it before I, I get it that's fine if it's coming from a friend that's fine but typically you don't want to just take anybody's stuff Uh, so same would go for any other drug the same was like for alcohol yeah i don't trust it if it's open if it's open you wouldn't so same Yeah, if i don't see where it's coming from i'm not not using it if it's not coming from a friend i'm probably definitely not
1: using it yeah so just kind of stay safe but
0: like was said, always do your research first and foremost, because you never know. Maybe something is wrong with the drug and you took too big of a dose or you mm-hmm. took just enough of a dose that, you know, you got high, but you got, you were unaffected by the other things that were going on.
1: And be patient, especially with weed, because it might not hit you immediately, <laughs> but it will hit that was me with the brownie traumatized
0: yep i think that's it It closes up our first episode of brooksy presents food for thought hope you guys have a wonderful day give this some thought um please research and research what we've said um I cannot stress that enough because mm-hmm. just because we have our feelings on it and just because we have our views on it doesn't mean that there isn't research out there to provide examples of anything was said, such as, you know, usage of different drugs and psychedelics having positive and negative benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Also, one that didn't get plugged in, but I wanted to talk about was the opioid problem in Switzerland that they um, actually are solving by giving opioid users like uh, a center for them to use it but they cannot take the drug outside of that center they can only use it in that center Um, they also provide job training and uh, therapy there and what they were seeing was a lot of the users within the first year were not using anymore because their lives got better. Um, they started to secure jobs, so they were a lot happier about themselves. And like I said, for, for people that were addicted, I mean, that's the thing. Like, why are you addicted? What's going on in your life? A lot of people's lives got turned around. They stopped using. Some people, they continued to use, but just not as much. But their lives also turned around. I think there was a couple examples where one person um, was still using all the way through. Uh, But I mean other than that uh, just goes to show that sometimes the answers that we think are true may not be so much. That you guys have a good night and we'll see you next
1: time. Yep, good night.